Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And a very warm welcome back to Solidarity Breakfast. A left response to the major developments in capitalism. What they trade in is not wheat. They trade in famine. A little dose of revolutionary optimism. I think it's really important to sort of express solidarity globally. It really is a deal by corporations for corporations. The union forever defending our rights down with the black leg. If you think the ABC's left wing, don't listen to this program. Solidarity Breakfast, 7.30 to 9am Saturdays, 3CR, 8.55am. Streaming and 3CR Digital, podcast or audio on demand. And of course, the website, solidaritybreakfast.org.au. Solidarity forever! Yes, solidarity forever. <laughs> You're very awake this morning. <laughs> I wasn't when I got out of bed. I, I, all the way here, I was like a little little possum with my eyes half closed. But then when I realised we were going to have our Radiothon day, I thought, wake up! It's wake up, little Susie. This is this is the day. This is the day that people show solidarity to Solidarity Breakfast, and I'll exactly. give them. Exactly, the, we get a lot of love. We get a good, yeah, that's right. And uh, it's a great thing to be able to bring uh, material to people that we've collected over the weeks, and uh, from our discussions about what are the important things, you know, the stuff that uh, the mainstream media fail, like they failed to actually discuss Corbyn. Oh, except when they were actually dissing him a couple of months ago. That was a quick turnaround. <laughs> That's right. And what, the rats are coming back into the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen such a thing? Never seen such a thing. Someone should write a song about it. Uh, 94198377 is the number to call. But we do have some pledges already, don't we? we Give do. us a few. I will, I will. Uh, so we have one from Philip Barron uh, from Parkville yep. who has pledged uh, $50, very generous, we also have another 50 from Terry Bosley from Mooney Ponds. And I just realised that there's another left-wing person in Mooney Ponds. <laughs> so it's for myself. Which You'll is have to lovely. go seeking each other out. Exactly. We have Bob Brooks, who's given us $20 from Yarra Junction. Very generous. Yeah, and such a long way away. So we know that 3CR gets that far. But, of course, we stream and it's digital. We podcast. We're part of the modern world. Yes. <laughs> we, t- we take, we're a fusion of the best of the old with the best of the new on Solidarity Breakfast. If you were thinking that you were going to support Solidarity Breakfast. Radiothon is a time for raising money, but it's also a time when we get to hear back from our listeners about how you feel about the station. We'd love to hear from you during Radiothon, so ring up, donate and have a chat. Our number is 94198377. 3CR, Radio for Change. Yes, ring up. That was what that was all about. Ring up and tell us that, uh, show us your love. And uh, if you've got anything, small, big, we'll, we'll happily accept to ensure that Solidarity Breakfast and 3CR Radio for Change continues into the future. 94198377. And thank you very much for the people who have, have already told us that they love us by giving us some money. 
Yes, there are more, and I'll keep reading them out throughout the program. Program, but yeah. uh, I've decided, as I was telling Kim, that today I've decided that because this is a special day, we're going to sort of go back a little bit and have a look at things. And I've divided the program up into sad losses, big issues, and great speeches. And uh, there are there are a couple of great speechifiers, and I thought I'd share them with you if I've got enough time. Uh, but the sad losses. Of course, there's been three major sad losses for us. There's uh, Trevor Grant, Trevor Grant, who uh, Refugee Radio, uh, What's the Score Sport? Um, He died of the result of uh, the effects of asbestos. He was a cadet reporter and uh, he was uh, quite a famous sports reporter on the mainstream Age uh, and a couple of other papers. Uh, but he uh, didn't, in, inside him was the secret bomb, the terrible bomb that he incurred in his youth and uh, it uh, uh, waylaid him this year. Uh, but uh, when he retired, uh, Trevor Grant was a great example to everybody because not only was he a great guy, because he was a very um, humble and unassuming and uh, uh, generous person Mm. Uh, but he uh, what did he do he retired but it didn't retire from life what he did was uh, joined a socialist alternative and went out there on the hustings and fought the good fight yeah and he was spot on I did a talk with him on the media and he was outraged but he also had them pinned you know he knew what they were about (laughs) that's right and uh, the Tamils uh, they were able to uh, uh, benefit from his great media savvy I, I, uh, um, Aaron, um, he said, Aaron from the Tamil Manifest on this program, on this station, he said that uh, originally uh, they had done uh, uh, work around, um, you know, bringing the uh, Tamil disaster from Sri Lanka to the Australian uh, population's attention. But it had been, you know, fairly lukewarm responses. But uh, when they, when um, Trevor, uh, got his hands on it, it became newsworthy. It began to appear in the mainstream press and centre stage and also on the TV news. So he was a great fighter and he is sorely missed at 3CR as well as in other communities and, of course, personally. But this is a little extract from the memorial that they held at uh, Trades Hall. Uh, this was the second memorial. Uh of course, while we're listening to this, you could take take the opportunity and dial nine four one nine eight three seven seven to add to Solidarity's very large requirement for the year. <laughs> we're expensive. I'd like to uh, welcome you all to this celebration of a, a great comrade, great friend, great activist, great human being, as you all know, uh, Trevor Grant. Uh, We've got a number of people today who are lined up to say a few words and perform some poetry and song. Uh, My name's uh, Ben Hillier. I'm one of the editors of Red Flag Newspaper. I'm just going to do a bit of facilitating. Before we begin, I'd just like to say uh, a couple of words. Firstly, uh, firstly about the land. Uh, This is the land of the Kulin Nations. Uh, It was never ceded. It's stolen land and it will always be. Aboriginal land, and I know that Trevor always paid his respects uh, to the Indigenous community here in Melbourne and was right behind them in their struggle for self-determination and equal rights. Uh, the second is on the venue. Uh, 
this is Trades Hall. It's, as many of you know, and many of you have walked through here, one of the first buildings of its, uh, of its kind, built by workers for the workers' movement, uh, people coming together in union to fight for a better world. We often hear that trite phrase, if, if walls could only speak. Well, if they could, we know what we'd hear from the walls in, in this old building. So many stories of struggle, of victory, of defeat, of faction fights, of boozing, of punch-ups, of aspirations, hopes, dreams, sometimes won, sometimes lost, but a, a history of more than 150 years. And it's not just a, a relic to the past, this building, but when those people came together to build it at the top of the hill, looking down on the, the rest of the city, you know, in a way to lift the workers up, they were staking claim to a future and the, the future promise of a world run according to that maxim from each according to their ability to each according to their need. And that's something that Trevor very much believed in. So it's very apt that we have our meeting here in, in these uh, hallowed halls, as they, as they say, and it's obviously very sad that Trevor wasn't around to see that particular future that he fought so doggedly for over the last several years and was taken from us far too soon by that ugly industrial disease, mesothelioma. Uh, it's also very apt that we're down here in the, the loading dock. Uh, I was, uh, well, a number of us were uh, at uh, the memorial uh, put on by Trevor's family last weekend down at the Woodlands Golf Club in Mordialic. It was uh, a very touching uh, memorial. Uh, I'd like to point out uh, Trevor's brother, Graham, over here. Graham's going to say a few words in a moment. It was very touching. It was, uh, the venue was delightful. It was very schmick. Looking out through the windows and from the uh, quarters, the vistas of greenery, of kept putting holes, manicured lawns, stretching fairways, bright blue sky above. It was truly wonderful. Our surrounds don't have quite that aspect to them today. I should say that we, uh, we could have had this memorial anywhere, and anywhere in this building, any room was open to us. But it's fitting that we have it down here. You see the CFMEU logos emblazoned on the walls and on the bar. Uh, Trevor was a, a proud member of the CFMEU. He's one of those gems of a human being who goes against the cliche that as you get older, you get more conservative. Trevor joined the CFMEU after he retired, uh, after being on a picket line uh, down there in the middle of the city, seeing the strength of the union, seeing the reaction of the Herald Sun to the picketers, seeing the lineup of hundreds and at one point more than a thousand police to smash that union, inspired Trevor to take out a membership and help, help support that struggle. Um, and it's also fitting because the CFMEU is one of the organisations that's done more than almost any other, and their predecessor, the BLF, uh, to helping, or at least to fighting, to wipe out this scourge of asbestos which litters this country that ultimately was the reason that Trevor lost his life so early. So here we are in Trades Hall with our vibe. We've got each other. I know Trevor would have given the thumbs up for, ha for having it down here. Uh, he would have been very happy to have so many people from so many different backgrounds of walks of life that regardless of the political differences and outlooks and backgrounds, knowing that there's some shared sensibility that everybody 
here, I believe, has with Trevor, and that is uh, a deep-seated desire to see a better, more just world. I'll leave him on that. I didn't cut it close enough. But uh, that was the opening uh, uh, gambit at the uh, memorial held at the Trades Hall for a great fellow, uh, Trevor Grant, who... We were just talking about he he really was you know people can waste words, but you know when you say he was a man that uh, you should uh, uh use as an example, he really was he was just a great person mm. yeah, great person, sad loss, and uh you're on solidarity breakfast with Annie and Kim, and uh we're asking you to make sure that solidarity breakfast and three c r radio for change. Uh, continues for another 12 months. If you want to, you can ring up on 94198377. We'd love to hear your voice. I know it's dark outside. I know it's winter. But actually, we're awake, so you should be too. 94198377. We're deeply so uh, selfish here. 3cr.org.au forward slash donate is another way you could do it. And what's the SMS number, Kim? 0488 Eight double five. Yeah, I'm terrible with numbers. You have to say it again. O four double eight nine three o eight double five. Yeah. So you can remember the last ones because that's three um, CR and what you tune into eight double five. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Isn't that cute? <laughs> we had another sad loss, and that was Alan Jose uh, Toscano. I went to the. Uh, uh, memorial yesterday. It was down at uh, the foreshore. It was beautiful, actually. It was um, like she was a beautiful person. Uh, down at the foreshore at, uh, oh, down, um, it was on the meeting part of, uh, it was at Ricketts Point, and it was at the meeting point of the two great uh, bays, the uh, Western Port and uh, the other. Um, What's here? Port Phillip? Port Phillip, yeah. And as it was pointed out by uh, Carolyn Briggs, who did Welcome to Country. And, of course, Ellen Jose was a Torres Strait Islander. She'd been uh, living um, – she came from Murr. She came from uh, Mabo country. Hmm. Yeah, she came from Murr. And she's been here for about 40 years. But she was the one who brought the anarchist to the 3CR. How about that? Wow. Boom, boom. Anyway, uh, she was a great artist. She was rel- uh, She's represented across Australia in major collections. So there was a huge lot of people. Uh, also, she was held in great esteem. Uh, we were actually held the memorial beside one of her sculptures in the most beautiful uh, collection of um, foreshore foliage with birds all around us. And as it was said, that she had such force of character that she must have arranged for the weather to be so nice. And it was absolutely amazing. It was it was really emotional, I have to say. And uh, people, two uh, fellows from the Torres Strait came down and they did this fantastic song for her. And the uh, West Palpians, they she was the one that told Joe he had to get down there and find them a place and a way of financing an office because you've got to have an office for the emerging uh, West Palpian nation. Mm-hmm. And so she was, uh, she was a firecracker. She was the, the light. She was the light on the hill. Anyway, uh, she affected a lot of people in a great and positive way. Uh, and as I said, it was a, and she was a part of the 3CR community. Uh, she was a lifelong, what is it? Her motto was socialism and freedom. Uh, so there you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. What a terrible loss. Yeah, that was a terrible loss, although she had been ill for quite a long time. But as uh, Joe said, you know, people would say, oh, well, maybe it's better that she's uh, in peace. 
and physically and he said no he's actually uh, quite he uh, everyone needs to look out for Joe Toscano in his grief he's in grief and uh, he sh- it's a sad loss but as with all these people uh, it's so fantastic that we actually got to meet them and to see how it's possible to live a good life because mm. that's what they did. They, like Trevor Grant and Ellen, they lived a good life because they made a difference. And the other person that we lost was John Clark, who used to live just down the road. The, uh, that was a great shock. And uh, part of, uh, I was going through various stuff and I found this fantastic, it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. He, we, we, I did an interview with John. He came into the station because he uh, it was around the time that Paul Cox died, the uh, very good, uh, the Australian director, if uh, you got a long memory, important Which person. Which I don't. Yeah, Man of Flowers, uh, very important director, Paul Cox. And he recently, um, he had died earlier in the year. And uh, a great advocate for Australian filmmakers and making and uh, making things from the heart rather than from the wallet, which is something that 3CR can really relate to. And so I think John was a little bit at a loose end. I know I might, I'm putting words into someone else's mouth. But I think he, and so he came down, where did he come? He came down to 3CR to sort of look around and, and feel, feel, find commonality and mm. find people who would understand. Mm. And so he uh, came in and he uh, uh we, I had an opportunity to do an interview with him and he told me a joke. I just thought this was really great. So this is in remembrance of John Clark. I do the panel for Concrete Gang and I'm absolutely taken away by some of the comments that some of the working class humour is still there. Like a saying like, uh, oh, he sat back like a, a, um, a laughing spider. You know, stuff, the stuff yeah, that yeah, just yeah. comes out of the air, um, and it seems to be uh, disappearing. Uh, what are your your thoughts about that? Well, yeah, I don't know whether it's disappearing. It's certainly not sufficiently celebrated in the alleged expressions of the community's own self, uh, which has now been sort of commercialised to the point almost of being a fantasy, um, but. I think, um, I mean, I, I saw a bloke one time in a pub and he was saying um, that he, he didn't like the beer. They didn't serve the sort of beer, the brand of beer that he liked. And he said, this was terrible. And I said, you don't like it? And he said, I think it's the worst beer I've ever tasted. He said, I'll, I'll be glad when I've had enough. <laughs> and I thought, now, there's something about this particular outlook <laughs> that is... Um, he, I mean, he's, he's contained the problem in his alleged response to it. <laughs> the problem is that he shouldn't—he shouldn't be drinking stuff he doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's worked out a philosophy that includes getting pissed on stuff that he doesn't like, but being grumpy about it. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or EFTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. 
Someone rang us up. Yes, uh, we just got a pledge from Gary Coughlin. I hope I am pronouncing your last name properly, Gary. And Gary has given us the message, keep up the good fight, and has given us a donation of $25 to do Oh, that, thank you very lovely. much. That's great. And that's you do really need good. to hear that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. We really appreciate it. Uh, we want to keep Solidarity Breakfast on air. This has got a long history. We're only one team. A part of a long group of uh, line of a group of people who have uh, uh, taken part in celebrating the uh, importance of the good fight, and that's what uh, Solidarity Breakfast represents. It's part of the uh, uh, mainstay of 3CR and its philosophy of change. Uh, you can give us a call on nine four one nine eight three seven seven. You don't want those people who are out there waiting for the phones to ring to fall asleep because that just would not. It's just that would not be cricket. Okay, three cr dot org dot au forward slash donate. We've got some other pledges though. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, we've got one from Gary Cameron. Uh, $5 from St Albans. So be like Gary and ring up and donate $5 or as much as you can. That's fabulous. Uh, we've got Mr Norman Donald, $30 from Altona yep. as well. So some good donations there. Well, you know, I said that um, I was going to uh, bring some big issues as well as great speechifiers. Um, well, I called them great speeches. But um, when I was putting it together, I thought about them as speechifiers. And uh, I got I get the opportunity to go to a variety of things and find out what people have to say. And I went to the No to Netanyahu uh, rally that was put uh, on, uh, that disgusting individual was invited to come to Australia. And uh, there was a, spe- a speaker there uh, who just encapsulated uh, why it was so uh, unfortunate that this man should have been given the red carpet treatment. Sawa Sabawa is quite a, a well-known um, uh, speaker, but also playwright. She's a playwright and uh, she's been developing this uh, play uh, that describes uh, the issues that are encapsulated in the uh, traumas that are going on in Palestine. And But she gave this fantastic speech and it was, it was just genuinely a fantastic speech. So here we go. Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu has taken a break from the exhausting affairs of running an occupation and the burden of ethnic cleansing and colonization, dispossession and racial segregation to grace us with his presence, setting foot in another colonized land, enjoying the familiarity of xenophobic racist discourse and marginalization of indigenous voice. And the media tells us this is the first time an Israeli Prime Minister visits, but it's not for lack of trying. Mr. Netanyahu had planned to come here before, but that was in 2014, and he got held up. He couldn't swim his way through the river of blood that ran in the streets of Gaza that year. In 2014, Israel put on an extravagant arms show. Bombs were dropped, tanks were rolled, and young soldiers in the IDF strutted their stuff on the runways from Khuzaa to Shuja'iya. Houses crumbled like broken dreams in Gaza. High rises were deconstructed into rubble and steel and screams. Oh, those screams that pierced our ears like shards of glass. No prayers could protect the children from the fleet of death that marched in Gaza's skies. And after the massacres, 
countries lined up, impressed with Israel's arms industry, including countries like ours, civilized and all, you know. They lined up with their credit cards and reiterated some lines about Israel's right to security and its startup ingenuity. And did we mention the magnificent wall that comes with the best surveillance equipment of all and those gadgets that can help with riot control, tried and tested? And according to official sources, Australia insisted that Netanyahu's visit go as planned because the Turnbull government is eager to demonstrate its love and affection for the Jewish state and more specifically for Benjamin Netanyahu and his policies because it is time for the Liberal Party to finally reap some benefits and to cash in on selling its conscience because politics is a game of reciprocity. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours and to hell with human rights and integrity and with Trump getting to first base already the competition is high and our country needs to up its game and pander to Israel with no shame, unequivocally support the colonization of Palestine. And if they play their cards right, they might even be invited next time and sit on that disgraceful hill that overlooks the killing fields of Gaza and watch as the bombs fall and rub elbows with the young Jewish settlers. And in between the fireworks, the popcorn and the beer, they too can cheer to the familiar sounds of war and pain. And in spite of all the world's condemnation for Israel's grave violations, Australia will promise to remain steadfast in its support. And according to official reports, Australia will do what it can to appease. It recently sent only low-level delegates to the Paris Mideast Conference, and there it sat in the corner all alone while the rest of the world moved on, away from supporting colonization, but no, not our Prime Minister. He was the only world leader to publicly criticize the United Nations Security Council resolution, which states that there is no legal validity to the occupation. Turnbull called the resolution one-sided and deeply unsettling, as if there are two sides to ethnic cleansing, two points of view on dispossession and massacres. And the media also plays a role in prolonging this conflict. Reporters have no problem invading the privacy of the dead and the dying in Palestine, zooming in with their cameras to capture images of daily misery and humiliation while offering no context, no mention of Nakba and occupation. Every day in Palestine, our grief and our trauma are sensationalized, reduced to sound bites, theories, statuses, and tweets pundits pontificating as they spar on TV, but there is not enough death in Palestine to sustain the attention of the privileged few. How can we compete with marriage at first sight or The Bachelor or some other shit reality show? And even when the cameras stop rolling, reality in Palestine persists. Days and nights are cycles of terror and Palestinians are still imprisoned behind a wall, dead or alive, even they don't really know. And as we move forward, right-wing members of Netanyahu's coalition will press for the annexation of Palestinian land. And Israel is hoping that after 20 years of negotiations that they have weakened and fragmented the Palestinians in a way that makes it possible to stand up and resist. Israel hopes the physical landscape of checkpoints, towers, high walls, and razor wires have weakened our spirit and our resolve. Meanwhile, well-meaning politicians 
who claim to be on our side are still calling for a negotiated solution and a recognition of a Palestinian state. Far too little, much too late. But we are stronger than ever. And we are determined more than ever. And we are on a path to liberation and to victory. While increasingly, the world is seeing Israel for what it is, an ethnocentric racist entity. Just this week, NFL players have canceled their visit to apartheid state. Australian singer Natalie Imbragolias canceled her Israeli concert. And there is massive movement growing around the world. Boycotts, divestments, and sanctions are being embraced by countless academics, unions, churches, and civil society groups. And the voices are growing louder, and they're saying no to normalizing Israel's oppression. And we have not been weakened. We are strong. And we refuse to be left on the margins of humanity. We refuse to accept to live and breathe a one-state apartheid reality. We refuse to be a people with no security, no citizenship, no right to vote. We demand full equality in our ancestral land. We demand full equality in our ancestral land. No justice, no peace. Thank you. Radiothon 2017. 3CR, Radio for Change. 9419 3CR.org.au The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. 3CR, Radio for Change. That's what I want. 9419 That's what I want. 3CR.org.au That's what I want. Radiothon 2017, 3CR, Radio for Change. Your love gives me such a thrill. But your love won't pay my bills. I want money. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's right, it's Radiothon time for Solidarity Breakfast and 3CR Radio for Change, 94198377. Show us your love. No, show us your cash. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, uh, Trev, uh, sorry, we've got Roger Wilson on the line. No, a fair go for pensioners. G'day, Roger. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm well, and I should indicate that given this is your big Radiothon. Uh, Finance raising uh, day, the uh, fair go for pensioners has decided to donate a hundred dollars. Oh! I apologise for the smallness of the amount, but fair go for pensioners is like pensioners or unemployed people and others whose income comes from social security always. Uh, uh, not got much in the pocket, so. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll be sending you uh, over the next day or two a cheque for a hundred dollars. Uh, uh, you know, Roger, just, Roger, yes. just hold on. We're actually terribly impressed. I remember when my 
grandmother who was a pensioner worked out that Pratt, uh, the equivalent uh, for a pensioner being fined, the amount that Pratt was fined for box fixing, it would have been like a pensioner paying 20 cents. So your money is worth more, Roger. Well, uh, that's a very uh, kind of you, but uh, the main reason, of course, that we're supporting the 3CR fundraising marathon is that 3CR is one of a very small number of radio stations that actually supports ordinary Australians and ordinary people who live here wherever they come from. Oh, you're great. So, yeah, no, that's so exactly that's right. we're supporting the marathon. You, you, this is an endorsement in gold. Thank you very much. Roger. Uh, the Fair Go for Pensioners has come and joined our party uh, over the last few months, uh, giving uh, listeners an update on uh, how policies are affecting uh, pensioners, and not, not all, just old age pensioners, but pensioners in general. Well, Fair Go for Pensioners' attitude has been for, uh, in fact, since uh, Tony Abbott became Prime Minister uh, a few short years ago, Fair Go for Pensioners' attitude has been that we need to have policies which will unite all those who rely in the main on Social Security for their income. Otherwise, uh, governments will just throw the cat among the pigeons, so to speak, and divide people uh, and uh, make them squabble among themselves rather than fight for social justice. That's exactly right. So thank you very much for uh, getting up this morning and uh, being part of uh, Solidarity Breakfast's Radiothon Day. No, 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 that's uh, good. But just a couple of other things I'd like to say if we still have time. Yeah, we certainly do. Uh, One of our uh, key focuses at the moment is the... uh, crisis in housing. We're particularly uh, interested in pushing the demand and seeking to have that done by fair go for pensioner groups in other states around the country is the question of housing, in particular public housing, because over the last probably three decades, governments of all uh, complexions, be they conservative governments, Labor or co- or various types of coalitions, depending on the situation, what we've seen is a steady, constant decline in the amount of public housing available, less and less building of new stock. We've also seen in that period the so-called refurbishment of estates mixing public and private housing and usually the public housing uh, clients end up with less and less uh, stock available for their needs and then uh, consequential on that you see an increase in the number of people that are putting their name down on public housing lists And, of course, we're also interested in the broader campaign for more affordable housing. Uh, The fact of the matter is that most uh, people who are unemployed or in uh, temporary or casual jobs, they don't have the income to... uh, uh, To take up social housing. 
Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's right. So that, uh, you know, social housing is all, all housing. very well for those who can afford it. Yeah. But uh, public housing stock is declining uh, quite seriously and uh, we're campaigning uh, at the moment for government to... Uh, uh, increase uh, public housing. We're also campaigning to, uh, particularly in Victoria, to try and persuade the present government that they need to develop an anti-poverty strategy because factually all over Australia, indeed worldwide, poverty is increasing and wealth is concentrating in fewer and fewer hands. For example, uh, according to, uh, I think it's the OECD, I read figures recently in Oxfam material, that the top 1% of the rich population in the world actually control or own wealth equivalent to half the wealth in the world. Well, you know, that's, that's absolutely obscene. Well, it says it all, really, doesn't it, Roger? Well, it does, and uh, one of the things we're doing is that recently the uh, state government leased the Port of Melbourne uh, to uh, a private private corporation for many billions of dollars. I think it was something like 25 or more billion dollars. What we say that is simply this, that the government could earmark some of that money to ease the burden on low-income families, the unemployed, those sleeping on the street and so on, to do something about the constantly increasing cost of gas and electricity for those who are fortunate enough to own their own home, to do something about checking ever-increasing municipal rates. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, lots of opportunities, uh, there is, There lots are of lots opportunities. of opportunities. And, <laughs> for them to we, govern. You know, we're, we're not opposed to spending some of this money on eliminating level crossings. Uh, that seems to be a sensible thing to do, and one would have to say that the government at least is doing some good work on public transport infrastructure, which is, uh, you know, creating more real jobs. But it needs to do more than that. It needs to be seen to be serving the whole community and not just some. Absolutely, because I think that it's unfathomable how much money uh, the rich actually have. I think it's like the election campaign in the UK. Um, yeah. You know, May was talking about the money tree. There was a lot of spoofs online about actually there is a money tree, um, and it's yeah. the rich and powerful. Yeah, We're we not get, getting right. any of it. Yeah, we 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 have phone trees. They have money trees. Yes, yeah, they well, do in the Cayman well, Islands. Well, thanks. yeah, that's that. Well, well, you know, we have to leave it there. That's uh, right, and and look at take if you look at the position nationally, and the disadvantaged in our society, if whoever's occupying the treasury benches and run and uh, being in government in Canberra, why don't they do something real about the more than fifty percent of 
corporates operating in Australia, including Australian corporate structures, that pay no tax at all. Absolutely. We've yes. got to shake down the money tree. Thanks yeah. for that, Roger. Yeah, yeah we, have to, we have to go, Roger. Okay. We have to go. But thank you very much for coming all and right. talking well, with us. Thank you for having us on Solidarity and good luck with the fundraiser. Thanks, mate. Bye. The 3CR annual Radiothon is here and in 2017, 3CR is Radio for Change. From June 5th to the 18th, we are asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate, call 0394198377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radio for Change. That's right, Radio for Change. You're on 3CR Solidarity Breakfast. And we must be great because Gab Reed, our uh, wonderful current affairs coordinator, has rung in and given us 20 bucks. But also one of our uh, bestest listeners. Yes, we do. Um, we have a very generous uh, donation pledge of $500 in memory of Bill Della and Bill Hartley. That's right. And if you want to remember Bill Della... A new illustrated book by Alina and Bruce MacDonald stars our beloved comrade Bill Della as the protagonist in a journey that stems from Ballarat to Humpty Doo and features all the lefty issues that were dear to Bill's big heart. 3CR has a few precious copies of this beautiful book for sale for $20 plus $5 postage. All proceeds will go to the Solidarity Breakfast Program's Radiothon Fund. You can buy it online at the 3CR shop. Go to the 3CR website... 3cr.org.au or pick up your copy at the station. I'm here with the President of the Australian Unemployed Workers Union, Owen. Uh, Owen, can you tell us what the rally was about today? We're here to demand the government release the report into Josh Parkfing's tragic death at his work for the Dole site last year and we're also here to demand that the government scrap the punitive and dangerous work for the Dole and community development programs. Can you tell us why the work for the Dole program is so problematic? Well, it's, uh, it's dangerous and it's punitive and it doesn't work. So it's recently been found that about two-thirds of work for the Dole sites are dangerous. They don't meet basic safety standards. And these people are being forced on these sites in order to receive their unemployment benefit, or in Josh's case, his youth allowance. These payments are about $400 below the poverty line and people are being forced onto these dangerous and punitive sites and no wonder we've seen a huge spike of injuries um, and we we need to shut them down because if you look at the actual raw data, there's 86,000 people being put onto these sites every year and if you look at, by the government's own admission, 55,000 of those people are on sites that are dangerous. I mean, can you imagine any other government program where 55,000 people were being put at risk? And what, kind of protect- and what kind of protections is the government putting in place to make sure that these workers are safe when they're at these Work for the Dole programs? There, 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 there aren't any. I mean, according to the government, there are risk assessments that they undertake in order to make sure that the, the site meets basic safety standards. But as, the, as a recent report revealed... 
um, a couple of months ago, 64% of those risk assessments aren't done properly. They're not done to, to a sufficient level that puts in the procedures that make sure people aren't put into dangerous work sites. So it's an absolute disgrace that this is happening. And it just it's part of this um, broader approach by the government that says to unemployed workers, you don't matter and your lives don't matter. Well, that's what we're here today is to, to tell the government that unemployed lives do matter. And we're here in solidarity with Josh Parksfing's family to say that you need to release this report into Josh's death. You need to shut down work for the doll. You need to shut down the PATH program, which has just been rolled out, which is basically work for the doll on steroids because they're, they're putting it out to private businesses now. And the community development program, which is a discriminative policy that penalises Aboriginal people. And it's, it's, it's work for the doll all year round that's indefinite. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine being put on a work for the doll site that's indefinite and all year round? I mean, this is, this is the, the, the lives of people that we, just, we don't hear from in the society. Well, that's what we're trying to do with the Unemployed Workers Union. We're trying to lift the lid on this scandal that no one seems to be talking about, that the ALP aren't taking a position on this. They're not um, saying that we should scrap work for the dole. The ALP support work for the dole. That's a disgrace. How can any government that has any sense of decency or wants to protect workers support a forced labour programme? Oh, and we heard from the rally, and you just said just then, that some of these Work for the Doll programs go all year round. The CDP one is particularly bad. That sounds like a job to me if you're working all year round. Um, some of these jobs are also at for-profit providers or organisations. Isn't this just a form of slavery, uh, making people work for no money? Well, it's forced labour. I mean, slavery has particularly historical uh, you know, implications, but it's a forced labour program that kills jobs. I mean, that, that's the thing that we really want to emphasise to, you know, people listening who are in work or a member of a union, like, work for the doll is undermining your job. PATH program is undermining your job because what kind of employer would hire someone, you know, at, a, at an award wage when they can get them for free? So with the PATH program, which is, as I said, work for the doll on steroids, it means that employers can get unemployed workers under 25 years of age for free and the government actually pays them $1,000 and up to $10,000 later on to, 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 to exploit the free labour of unemployed workers. So the government's encouraging this system and what it's doing overall is undermining the rights of both employed workers and unemployed workers. So the trade union movement, all workers need to get behind this struggle because it's a struggle for all of our jobs, for all of our safety and for dignity for all Australians. And what are the next steps in the campaign? The next steps are we're going to be pushing the government to release this report. We're going to... This is going to be a rolling campaign. Um, in, there was a rally in Sydney today. There's going to be a memorial in Toowoomba on Saturday. And we're going to keep on trying to get media, keep on trying to get this out in the open. And for, for all the listeners at home, um, go onto our Facebook page, ha- have a look at, um, at our petition that we've, we've got up there to... To, to Minister Cash, we've, we've put an open letter to Minister Cash as well. Just support it throughout your networks and let people know what's happening because most people have no idea this is going on. Owen, thanks for joining us and good luck. Thanks, Matt. Yes, and that was Owen uh, from the Unemployed Workers Union and uh, we were able to uh, go there and uh, bring you that that story for that's what Solidarity Breakfast does, as well as Stick Together and a whole lot of other programs on 3CR that does bring the workers' voices to you. Uh, unlike, I'd have to say, the entire rest of the media, except perhaps Red Flag, yes. that does a fabulous job, I'll have to say. I know that you don't actually get the real news every day. They're, 
there are, you know, small actions, big actions happening in Australia. Yeah, that's right. And people's uh, work, I mean, right across, there is a deluge going on at the moment where the boss class thinks that it can just undermine working conditions and wages that have been fought for for generations. Just wipe, clean the board as if it's a gambler's table, get the big stick, croupier's stick across the table and knock everything down. But of course, workers must stand up. <laughs> I often feel the only thing standing between us falling off that precipice and actually fighting our way back up the top of the hill is the trade union movement. I really believe that. We have the numbers, we have the commitment, we have the heart, we have the will to really fight. And the only way we're going to win that fight is to grow the union movement. That was Jed Carney talking up union. Stay tuned to 3CR for more union news. 8.55 on your AM dial or 3cr.org.au. And uh, we're back on Solidarity Breakfast um, and you can ring up to donate uh, to the show on 9419 8377 and I'm just going to quickly read out some people who have taken the plunge and donated. So we have Ms. Polly Farris, who has donated $15 from from Footscray. Thank you very much. Uh, We also have Dave and Fran Frost uh, from Chelsea Heights, who have donated $16. Uh, You're both champions. Thank you. Radiothon 2017. 3CR, Radio for Change. 9419-8377. 3cr.org.au The best things in life are free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want money 3CR, Radio for Change That's what I want 94198377 That's what I want 3cr.org.au That's what I want Radiothon 2017, 3CR, Radio for Change Your love gives me such a thrill but your love won't pay my bills. I want money. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm okay, thanks, Annie. Um, uh, here we are, Radiothon Week. I always love Radiothon Week. My knees start to shake when I hear the name, really. It's like... <laughs> Well, it's good to know that you're awake. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's quite that's questionable, actually. But we'll check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you did very well in your radiothon for uh, city limits. Hopefully, Indeed, we hmm? we got out. We pretty well got our target, I think, which was good. It was over two thousand, but yeah, that was good. But it's important. Actually, speaking of that, something worth saying about this program, and I think it reflects on what Jed was just saying about the uh, need for the union movement to really rebuild i guess um this program this program we're on now uh for many many years suffered badly from the fact well it suffered well from it in fact gained early in its life when bill hartley ran it as par avion all those years ago and you mentioned earlier all the people in the past who've worked at 3cr um and that's when the week that was first started uh 34 years ago or something I oh oh hold on kevin that <laughs> right. re- that requires a that. Right. 
I'm glad to hear that because it, it was started out as a one-off, and they said do something next week, and off it went. And, and be funny. What is it? And be funny. That's right. It's the long. I always say it's the longest-running segment on radio that no one's ever heard. But <laughs> um, but uh, in those days, the, the bill would toward the end of the program. We'd always have it set up. The ETU, which was a separate union, the metal trades. They'd all come in and they'd give checks for three or four thousand dollars. Oh wow! Days. And. And, you know, we, we'd all be in the studio, we'd get us in there and we'd all, you'd get about two minutes each and have a hundred, Bill, Bill's style, he'd have about a hundred people in there to come on the air. And, um, I have to say, we're pygmies in comparison. That's right. But for many, many years, this, this time slot after Bill died and the union movement, and, and probably what it reflects is the fact the union movement isn't what it used to be, which is a tragedy. Uh, and going back to what Jed said, but... Uh, the, the target for this segment was always incredibly high because of that period when unions would come in literally with checks for thousands of dollars. There were checks in those days. So it's a, it's a hard go, and, um, but it is important, uh, for, you know, not only for 3CR, but for this program and, every, and all the programs on our, on our radio station, of course, that we, we do get this money. And that, that last ad you played while I was waiting actually reflected on it because the, the commercial... The commercials get their income from uh, the corporate sector who pay them not to tell us the truth, effectively. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and we, we get our money from the people who listen to us who want the truth, and in order to keep getting the truth, unfortunately, they have to pay. And we are asking people who are much less well-off than the corporates, obviously, to support us, but they have to, and uh, it's important for all of us. Uh, that was, that's that's. Put it in the in a nutshell, Kevin. Oh well, there you are. Nutshell. <laughs> people, people say everything. That's important because people say everything I say can fit into a nutshell. So that's good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks very much for getting well, out. I just thought if we're going to talk about satire this week, though, I, I, I suppose the one thing we should reflect on is that that despite uh, the complaints yesterday. Thanks to some members of the Liberal Party in this country, we now know that the the Supreme Court bench in Victoria <laughs> is stacked with communists and left wing, you know, absolute running riot lefties running our Supreme Court. Amazing! I didn't even notice. Yeah, I'm I, I'm over in the corner laughing like a fat spider. We missed that missed that point completely. <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh God. Okay. Well, Thanks, good Ray. luck with it, and I hope you. Uh, I hope the people just keep bringing up and make sure not only this program but 3CR stays on the air. Thanks, Kevin. Radiothon 2017. 3CR Radio for Change. Nine four one nine eight three double seven. 3cr.org.au. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. 3CR, Radio for Change. That's what I want. 94198377. That's what I want. 3cr.org.au. That's what I want. Radiothon 2017, 3CR, Radio for Change. Your love gives me such a thrill. But your love won't pay my bills. I want money. That's what I want. 
And we have a very generous donation from Ray Bennett, uh, $50 uh, from Kensington. Oh, good old Ray. Thanks, Ray. Well, yes, he says he's been listening since 1976. Uh, which wow. is almost a decade before I was born. Yeah. Uh, and he needs an applause. <laughs> yes. He says he really appreciates the show and great job carrying on from Bill's show, which is a huge compliment because I tell you there are ghosts, friendly ghosts in the studio. There certainly are, Kim. There certainly are. And on the line we've got Vivian. G'day, Vivian. Oh, hello, Annie. How are you? Good. Now, Vivian does a BZE program and on 3CR, but she's also been contributing some great segments for Solidarity Breakfast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'd like to thank you for putting those on there because I think I love hearing your reports from various meetings you go to. And I know you go to a lot and people like Sally McManus, I'd never have heard her voice before. I wouldn't have known what she represented. And that's so wonderful because no one else, you know, in the mainstream media is going to be reporting on the sort of meetings you go to. And sometimes I go to one here in Sydney. I think, oh, you'd love to, you know, you might use it and sometimes you use it. Yeah, but it's I'd like fantastic. to, first of all, say I'm um, very sorry to, for Joe Toscano's loss. I... I don't know his wife. I didn't know her, but I saw her once at the um, town of Minaway. It's Malboyhina sort of memorial that they conduct every year. And I just feel very sorry for him because he's a real dynamo. And, you know, I'm sure the woman behind him would be a big part of his life. So I'm very sorry for Joe. Yeah, that's true. Um, very emotional, very emotional stuff. Uh, yeah, thanks. For, uh, I'll pass on your condolences. If yeah. he's, n- I'm sure he's not awake right now because no, no. Uh, it, it was a big day yesterday. Uh, are you going to donate some money? Yes. Talking about yes. the hard facts. Yeah. All right. Um, we 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 had our radio on, and it's funny. Um, you know, the corporate people don't donate. It's all our friends and family, and um, just the ordinary people, and. I saw a film yesterday at the Sydney Film Festival which you would like, because I know you like a film called An Insignificant Man, about an Indian person who mounted a campaign for the seat of Delhi, and it was so inspiring. It was a bit like the thing with Corbyn, where the media were all saying, oh, he's unelectable, it won't happen, it's not important. And here were these Indian BJP people saying, oh, look, he's not even on our radar, it's not going to happen. And just by swelling the numbers and swelling the numbers, he eventually you know, became the leader of the New Delhi State <laughs> Parliament. And you could just see how this thing, these contributions of little people, small people, people who are not famous, he kept saying, I'm an insignificant man. But he, and he had, but he had leadership and the people wanted so much that to break through the kind of... Um, well, you know, that, that's the key, isn't it, really? That yeah. uh, we're not all, everybody's ordinary. We're all yeah. ordinary. Even the yeah. people who are sitting on those big seats, they're ordinary. I and think people it's a should, compliment if you're a real ordinary, ordinary person. person. Yeah. yeah, people yeah. should um, uh, not forget that they deserve the same level of respect as everyone else. Well, that's right. And with regard to climate, I mean, we're, which is I try to report on all the time, and someone at 3CR kindly said to me, said, oh, well, you give people heart. You know, you encourage people to, to keep trying. But um, it's the same thing. We, we all know we're all in the same boat together. It's the most enormous existential threat. But the people in those high seats, as you say, are sort of congealed in a sort of mass of, of denial, and it's not not convenient we're not we're not going to move on this we're going to keep business as usual because it's profitable and we'd have to break through that just break through their 
their solidarity with each other, which is I must say, I, I, I do sometimes. I sometimes say, uh, when the when the revolution comes, they'll be the first up against the wall. Mm. <laughs> that makes me feel better. And you've donated fifty dollars. Thanks, Vivian. Yes. Okay, my pleasure. And thanks for bringing us up. We really enjoy talking to you. Oh, do you want to? Do okay. Yeah, I hot... wanted to announce a couple of people who have pledged. Oh, cool. Go go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, Mrs. Virgil. Uh, Hubsprakes, which I have absolutely oh, what a butchered. Fabulous name. I've butchered her last name. I'm very sorry, but it's ignorance, not ingratitude. And she has donated fifty dollars um, and from Notting Hill. Oh, thank you. And that's Notting Hill here. So yes, uh, there you go. Victoria. Now, uh, Vivian mentioned that we brought Sally McManus. Well, I'll give you a little interview. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm from Three PR Stick Together Show. Can I ask you? Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. What I'd like to know is, uh, well, one, congratulations for you getting your job, but uh, what are the big challenges? Well, the biggest challenges are, I think, um, insecure work and the fact that 40% of uh, workers now don't even have sick days or annual leave because they're in insecure work. Alongside that, you've got basically employers who just thumb their noses at um, the rights that workers have which is the reasons why we see a massive amount of wage theft. And all throughout our system, we see examples of where workers don't have strong enough rights at work, and that's the biggest challenge. We've got to um, reimagine them and make them stronger. There's some really creative methods that the corporations are using to uh, throw workers out of into the cold. Like the business about making um, tugboat uh, workers part of a trust, for example, and mining workers. Uh, this is part of what you're talking about, unfair laws, isn't it? So um, I think the employers have realised that if they try and just take away rights in the Fair Work Act, that there'll be a big backlash. So what they've done instead is they've invested in lawyers and they've gone about working out every single way they can get around it. So this sort of telling people that they're contractors when they're not contractors, using labour hire just to replace workers and to negotiate agreements that are only two people signed off on. I could, like, the list is so long, I could go on and on and on about it. They're all mechanisms that, you know, the power of capital are using to get around what our rights are. So uh, what I'm saying is our workplace laws are broken, they're not strong enough, and that's because of all of these examples, and we need to change that. Now, you just said that you believe in a change comes from the bottom. Can you expand on that? Well, there's nothing in the world that's um, brought about real real change, real lasting change than people. And actually, it's simple at the end. It's just people deciding to stick together and to be unified and to all push in one direction. It's the most powerful thing in human history, always has, always will be. And I think that's the same if you look at small fights or little fights. If you look at what we've got to do in terms of changing um, the rights workers at work, there's going to be a lot of powerful people who won't like that. And the way to counter that isn't through just TV ads or just through, you know, from the top, you know, advocating or negotiation behind closed doors. Essentially, it's going to be up to us to be able to build a movement of people that take on that power because that's going to be the only antidote. And so, practically speaking, you're saying at workplaces people need to pass, you know... The first thing people need to do is start talking about um, inequality and about power and about how some people in our society have too much of it and working people don't have enough of it. 
once people see that that's actually what's going on, it makes sense that we need stronger protections and stronger rights in the face of that change. Then what we need to do is we need to point out all the different ways that our um, laws, our rights um, aren't working anymore. So every time an employer decides to casualise work, workforces, they lock out workers, um, I could go on and on, wage theft that happens all the time. These are all examples, they're all demonstrating. Oh, like lawyering, uh, people yeah, losing... Cancelling the- enterprise agreements is another new way that they've found through their lawyers to do this. We've got to make the public case and we've got to win the argument in the public that we need these changes in order to be able to build a movement. Thanks very much. Radiothon is a time for raising money, but it's also a time when we get to hear back from our listeners about how you feel about the station. We'd love to hear from you during Radiothon, so ring up, donate and have a chat. Our number is 9419 8377. 3CR, Radio for Change. And we have a couple of events that you can get along to. So if you want to party at the same time as donate, you can get along to the Greek Resistant Bulletins gig that is playing tonight. That is June 17th at 8 o'clock at Bar 303 uh, High Street, Northcote. And um, it's pretty good value for money, $10 waged, $7 unwaged. Yeah, well, that's right. And we've got a few more pledges. Uh, yeah, we do. We have uh, one from Abbotsford from Anonymous for $30. We love Anonymous. Yes, yes, we do. Um, we also have one from Paul Jones for $50 from St Kilda. Uh, thank you, Paul. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Um, as well, we also have um, a rally coming up. Yep. Which is No Pride in Hate, a counter-protest against the far right, and that will be happening at 10.30 Sunday June 25th at Melbourne Museum. Yeah, that's right. Oh, which is an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's uh, it's a different uh, venue. Yes. Yes, usually it's at the How State exciting. Library set. It is. It's quite exciting. So that's on the 25th, isn't it, next mm. next weekend. So we just let you know that that's one of the things that Solidarity Breakfast likes to do, tries to keep you abreast of some of the up-and-coming events that are happening uh, for progressive change. There's also one happening Tuesday night, World Refugee Day, which is starting at 6pm at the State Library. So it's, you know, just wander to the old haunt. You can just get to the State Library and there'll be a protest. Yeah, good. And it's uh, this is a course very significant because of uh, this outrageous uh, the government has been uh, made to say that it's going to uh, pay uh, some um, uh, money to the tortured Manus Island uh, refugees Uh, well I'd call it classified as torturing people by keeping them incarcerated. I think the Australian of the year who was a psychologist I've forgotten his name he he classified it as torture. Yeah well Anyway, big headline, $72 million going to these people from uh, Manus Island. Uh, but if you actually divide it with the amount of people, it comes out at about $36,000 per person, which, you know, what, six years or eight years of your life? Oh. Yeah, it's below dole wages, isn't it? Yeah, incredible. Um, if you want to uh, contribute to the pot for Solidarity Breakfast Continuation Fund, nine four one nine eight three seven seven. We're part of three CR, uh, 
Radio for Change. Thank you very much for the people who have been part of our Radiothon who pledged. We'd love some more phone calls, 94198377. We've still got some quite a bit to make. We need to make $900 in 20 minutes. Well, there you go. Where's your phone fingers? We need some phone fingers going. You could also go online, 3cr.org.au forward slash donate, because it's not just at the program time. It's never too late. You can always donate. Oh, that's nah. the same. <laughs> I'm a poet and I don't know it. And what's the SMS? Uh, you can SMS 0488 930 That's 0488 930 And Mitch has given us 20 bucks, which is great. And uh, he he's enjoying the program, which is great to hear as well. The... Uh, uh, I said, I threatened, uh, we've had a few big issues. We've uh, said uh, goodbye to some of our mates. And uh, this is uh, this is slightly long, but I did threaten some speechifiers and we've already had one, that fantastically chilling rendition of what's going on in Palestine. Uh, but uh, this one is Troy Gray for the ETU. Now, Troy Gray was uh, one of the, it was the lead operator behind the CUB victory and uh, he uh, gave this fantastic speech if I could just find it uh, where is it perhaps I'll announce someone else who's donated while you're oh, doing yeah. that okay. um, Mr David um, Kenyon um, $6.50 from Rip on Lee uh, thank you so much David oh you have to keep, keep feeling Ah, well, I will. Um, We got another donation from someone who we very much enjoy talking to and whose name you'll probably recognise. Humphrey McQueen has Ah, donated $50 from Griffith. Good on him. So we we get further and further out of um, the the state and it's not just, uh, oh, goodness, here we go. Here we go. I told you, I've got it. I've got it. (laughs) It is here. Troy Gray, he did this great speech at the Enough is Enough rally that, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, just says it all. Clearly this government hasn't learned from their mistakes because in 2007 they've introduced the building code and the building code has one thing in common with the 2014 budget and that is that it is ideologically driven. I'll go through why the government thinks the building code should be in But before I say that, let's have a look at their argument for the budget in 2014 and I'll prove to you it was ideologically driven. In 2014, they come out and they said, our deficit is shocking, we need to have a budget and we need to tighten our belts. The age of entitlement is over and we need a serious budget. All right, if we have to tighten our belts, we would have. Australian workers do that better than anyone. But what did they do? They went back and introduced an ideological budget that attacked the social pillars of our society just because they're a conservative coalition government. The same thing they've done today. They've introduced the building code. Now, before I go into the government reason of why they've introduced it, let's have a look at what it does. Currently, there are thousands of agreements waiting to be vetted to the new code. A bloke called Nigel Hatchkiss is doing the vetting. Unpartial, unbiased bullshit. What we do know about the code is if your company has a clause in there that promotes the employment of apprentices, if your company has a clause in the agreement 
that promotes the employment of women, that looks after our older workers, that promotes secure permanent work rather than casual work. If your company, and there's thousands of them out there, has an agreement that has the RDO calendar in it, you cannot work on major projects or government projects after September 1. That's what we know about it. We've met with all the politicians. We actually gave them a building code. We said, why don't you introduce a building code that mandates the employment of apprentices on jobs so our young people can get a start? Why don't you introduce a building code that toughens up health and safety so we can do something about the tragic rate of fatalities and injuries in the construction industry? Why don't you introduce a building code that mandates for 20% Australian steel on all major projects and create some jobs? And we met with all of them, Xenophon, Hitch, and the rest of them up there in Canberra, and they introduced this code, and it is ideologically driven. Let me give you, and this is where I was going to use the stand, we researched, or better, should I say, the ETU's research, research, the comments from Michaela Cash and the government on why we need this ideological code. Now, I couldn't really understand what Cash said, I've got to tell you, she scares me. But what I took out of it was, uh, the IR Minister says, we need the code to lift productivity. I'm going to talk about productivity in a minute. Now, the Prime Minister says, and I quote, we need the code to make fundamental change for the better in the construction sector. In our whole economy, this is a fundamental economic reform. Now, that gobbledygook means you're not working hard enough, in their eyes. Right? Productivity is down. All right, well, that's, that's their rhetoric. That's the reason it wants to come in. That's a bit like 2014, we need to tighten the belts. Bullshit. It is ideologically driven. Everybody that works in the construction industry knows that it's going better than it ever has. Productivity's gone through the roof. Wage outcomes in Australia at all-time lows. We don't need the code. And if you don't believe me, if you think it's just Troy's rhetoric, let me read out a few more facts. How you govern, or how you gauge, how the construction industry is going, is by the profit the companies are making. And I'm going to read out a couple of candidates. And the names I mentioned, and the companies I mentioned, have been up in Canberra for two years, lobbying this government to bring in this code. I'm going to start with a bloke. Bloke called Mike Kane. Mikey Kane. Runs a company called Borrell. Or as John says, Borrell. No good. Now, old mate Mikey Cohn's a yank. Right? Flew over from America a number of years ago. He's a modern-day J.F. Gahuva. He's got an unhealthy fetish against unions. The man's no good. He runs Borrell. Right? For the last two years, the government wheel him out because very few big contractors will go on the record about this building code because they know it's not required. But Mike Cohn comes out and for two years every second week in the paper. If you listen to him, Borrell is going out the door backwards. The construction industry is being decimated by the union. Productivity is no good. He runs Borrell. In the last six months, right, increase for Borrell profits, 23% up, 23% up to $137 million profit for Borrell. If that's going out the door backwards, I'll take it every day. They're making more money, there's bigger profit and more productivity than there's ever been. The other group, the CIMIC group, and I know it as uh, Leighton's, for 2016, up 12%. Glenn Lease, 
the Empire. Productivity in the last uh, 12 months up 12% for 2016 through to $394 million profit. Now I've got to tell you, our unions have just done wage deals for 5% and 4% with the ETU. I look at these figures, 23%. I'm going to ring the National Electrical Contractors Association after that and said, you know that 4%? It's a typo. Put a one in front of it, we want 14%. Yeah. Uh, and every time I see the politicians in Canberra get up and talk about the construction industry and they give it to you, I grip me teeth. We have these you know, privately educated, suit-wearing, doughy-handed silver tails in Canberra wouldn't know a construction worker if they tripped over it. Got the gall to get up and tell you that you're overpaid and you're not working hard. Well, the figures say you're working harder than ever, you're more productive than ever, and you're making the bosses more money than ever. And when they get up, those politicians in Canberra, and they talk about you and they put you down, what they don't tell you is that they're some of the highest paid politicians in the world per capita. A front bench is on $320,000 plus perks. Most of them haven't worked a day in their life. A backbench is on 200,000 plus perks. I challenge any of those politicians, spend a week in the construction industry, spend a year on construction workers' wages, see how you like it. That challenge is out there today. Any of those politicians, spend a week in the construction industry, we'll line up the concrete poor. We'll get them doing stripping a bit of form work. Third day, we'll get them up in the air, about 50 foot in the air, a bit of scaffold. How do you reckon they'll go? I'll get a box of tissues. I'll be home by lunchtime the first day in tears. All right. As I said, we lobbied them all. Enough. Enough of the lobbying. We'll do our lobbying at the next election in the ballot box. Yeah. And on the way to that election, we will lead the largest union campaign that we have seen since work choices. And that campaign starts today and it starts with you. This government has attacked the living standards of your family. It's removed your rights. It's removed your conditions. Let's remove this government. Touch one, touch all. Just want to deal with the rest of the day. John's tapped me on the leg behind it. Uh, we're going to hand over and do some chants and then we, we normally run up. So, uh, in regards to the rest of the day, under the current Turnbull law, this rally's gone about two hours. You will all be deducted at least four hours and some of you may even be fine for turning up today. So you've got two choices with the rest of the day. You can go back to work and work the afternoon for nothing. That's option one. Or option two, you come to the pub with me. Yeah. All right, let's get stuck in all.
Pickle Hinch. One, two, three and a bit. Darren Hinch is full of shit. One, two, three and a bit. Darren Hinch is full of shit. One, two, three and a bit. Darren Hinch is full of shit. One, two, three and a bit. Darren Hinch is full of shit. One, two, three and a bit. Darren Hinch is full of shit. Yeah, we'll leave them there. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a, a couple of people to um, thank. thank. I do. Um, there is a Ken Mooney um, who has donated good old, 20 good bucks. Good old Ken. G'day, yeah, Ken, out in there. In memory of Ellen Jose. So thank you very much for that, Ken. Uh, we also have Pierre Morrow from Coburg who has donated $50. Thanks, Pierre. Uh, we've got Marcus Peake from Heidelberg West who's donated $20. Paul Rainier. Uh, from Brunswick, who's also donated twenty dollars, and Peter Wooten, who from Carnegie, who's donated ninety, and then we have a collective one from the May Day Committee, who has donated, uh, have pledged two hundred dollars. Oh, fantastic! Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, and we did, of course, cover May Day. We do every year because it's such an important Workers' Day. Fantastic! Yeah, we Thank had you. a good time this year, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it was a real yeah. hoot, and uh, the uh, Socialist Alternative Group being able to prove that they could sing all the verses of Internationale. Oh, except except for one. Very <laughs> <laughs> What specific The thieves one? will out with their booty, which I actually knew the words, but I didn't want to sing it because I, I don't like that line. It's <laughs> slightly embarrassing. 
slightly I prefer the French version of the, the translation. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, by the by. Yeah, we've still got some time. 94198377 if you want to give us a call and donate to the kitty of Solidarity Breakfast. We're still going to have to apply to the masses. We've got to get uh, about $900 to make uh, to make sure that 3CR is uh, Radio for Change continues on air for another 12 months. So if we shake our can the cans in, under your nose or come up with a an intriguing way of in increasing the amount of money we can put in our kitty over the time after the show, don't be surprised. You might receive a letter. Uh, anyway, by the by, uh, it's uh, really important that uh, this uh, show continues. It's really important that 3CR continues. Uh, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed what we've had to offer. Um, there's going to be another rally, actually, uh, similar to Enough's Enough. Yes, exactly. Um, there will be a rally happening 9.30 Trades Hall on June 20th, which is against all the, ta- the attacks on workers' rights. Uh, so the CFMU is going to be at that rally and a bunch of others. Um, so it'll be a good one. Um, be there. Yeah, or be square. It's 9.30am outside Trades Hall. And it's on Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up. And remembering that uh, the uh, adjudication from the Fair Work Commission about uh, penalties is going to be started started to be enforced on July the first. So it's a it's a very very serious attack on uh, workers, and uh, especially the most vulnerable in our yes. society. And the CFMU are standing up for them, so we've got to stand up for them. Yeah, we just stand up for everyone. It, I mean, it's a, it's a, it, a what is it? A solidarity forever. Touch one, touch all. Yeah, exactly. It's very important. So there you go. Over trade or sovereignty and because recognition, it's not something that we haven't just turned up. So we don't need recognition in that sense. We've been here the whole time. Treaty, from my understanding, from my old people, is end to the war, end to our suffering and a chance for two sovereigns to sit down and negotiate a settlement. A settlement also acknowledges what's happened to our people over the last 200 plus years. So we can't be talking about a treaty. It's not a treaty process. It's got to have international scrutiny. We're just asking these criminals to, to determine the outcomes of the crimes that they've committed. 3CR, Radio for Change. Are you wondering how to pay your donation? You can pay online by going to 3cr.org.au or call us on 94198377. You can also visit us in person at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy and pay by cash, cheque or EFTPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, Radio for Change. Well, Kim, you've survived your first radio show. show. How do you feel? All limbered up? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I have done one before, but it was a big group one. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's the first duo. duo. Yes, that's yeah. right. And yeah, full, full exposure. 
Yes, well, I think that I should actually pledge myself, put my money where my mouth is. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to pledge $50. Oh, cool. Good on you. Thank you. Fantastic. All right, so we're insured. Solidarity Breakfast (laughs) is on its way to our total. And if you hear from us because we haven't quite made up our total, then don't be surprised. We'll come up with some exotic and interesting thing that you can come to to uh, help Make sure that uh, not only is Solidarity Breakfast going to continue, but also 3CR Radio for Change continues. And we're going to go out with one of my all-time favourite songs over from the year. Uh, this is from Turn Up Your Radio, and it's from Joy Bell and her crew. So it's just great. And coming up next is Asia Pacific Currents, as always. <laughs> I don't want you at home anymore I want to go to work so I don't have to be poor I want to gig with my band on the Portland shore to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.